Hi, this is Richard Campo from Rose Capital Partners. Um, I'm putting this video together to talk through the things you might want to think about if you're an expat and you're looking at getting a mortgage in the UK. So firstly, I'll talk around the definition of that. Um, then we'll talk around the assessment of the loan. And then thirdly, how much then a mortgage you can attain off the back of that. So firstly is the definition. So fairly straightforward in the fact that you'll be a UK national working abroad. But from a mortgage perspective, there's one really key thing. To be classified as an expat in mortgage terms, you have to be non-resident in the UK for tax purposes. So it might be that you spend a considerable amount of time outside the UK, probably less so during COVID. But let's say you know you do travel or spend a lot of time abroad as part of your work, but you're still paid in sterling and it's all paid into a UK bank account, you're absolutely fine. There's nothing particularly outside the ordinary there. However, if you are paid in a different currency and you're not paying UK tax, then you will definitely be deemed expat, which means then we have to go to different types of lenders and the assessment is different, which I'm going to sort of talk through now. So in terms of that assessment, what a lot of banks will do is look at the jurisdiction you're in or the currency you're being paid in and then convert that back into sterling. So very unusual to be paid in sterling abroad, but let's assume it's euros, dollars or wherever you are in the world. The first thing a bank will do was convert your income back into sterling. Now this second step is the one that catches people out quite a bit. What a lot of banks then do is apply a haircut. So they will remove anywhere between 15 to 20% of the income to account for currency variations. Um, so typically most banks knock off about 15% of whatever you earn before then applying what they'll offer you as a mortgage. Now that's very relevant because that will fall into sort of two broad categories in how you're earning your income abroad. So if you are self-employed, that is really quite tricky if I'm honest, it's not impossible. Um, but if you are self-employed, typically you want to be backed up by a very large accountancy firm. Now if your accountancy is either audited or accounts are prepared by a large international um, arm of an accountancy, then we probably can help. Um, if it's just by a purely a local accountant, it's going to be very difficult because Although it might not seem very fair, the realistic view is that banks simply can't know how tax jurisdictions work all over the world, so they just can't really verify your income. Whereas actually the larger international setups, they can convert it back into sterling, the sort of guarantees they have that you're doing the right things and they know what they're doing. So that, just to be sort of really blunt, it's quite tricky if you fall into that category, not impossible, but you know, if we can do it, we'll certainly find a way. Typically, most people are employed by a larger uh, company. Now, again, same sort of rules are sort of true there in that a bank will want some sort of evidence of the company that you work for, they're, they're legitimate and everything's all being paid correctly. So, again, that can be tricky depending on where you are in the world. Um, you know, obvious things is the more off track you go, the more difficult it's become. Um, banks do have no-go jurisdictions, which are normally around um, uh, sort of high-risk jurisdictions in terms of money laundering um, and also there is a sort of uh, high-risk uh, areas which always sit on uh, the Home Office's website as well. Now that list does change in time so if you do fall into the area and you, you pretty much know if you will but we tend to use the Home Office as the guiding point of are you in a high-risk jurisdiction and if you are that will then drive the lender we go to. So a couple of things there around where you are in the world, what the currency is and then the haircut that's applied all of them play a role um, and then the background assessment whether the firm or how you receive your income and, and how that's come to so again a lot more there to think about not a problem as such and I'm sort of making it sound quite complicated but they are the sort of things you need to grapple with before you then start approaching a lender because you don't want to go halfway down the path and apply for a mortgage only to be declined or have a much lower loan than you want at the outset that's just not going to help you at all but let's assume that that's all been taking place and it's all fine then we can look at how much a bank's going to offer you as a mortgage so in the UK the standard is around about four and a half times your income 
Some banks go up to five and a half times income, but again, to being brutally honest in this area, banks are a little bit more cautious. If you think about all those variables I've already touched on, they're not going to offer you a huge line off the back of it. Not always true, but just to be mindful that it is a bit more difficult in this area. So let's use four and a half times income, which is probably a fair place to start. Um, now I'll pick on dollars just because it's, it's easy to reference, but again, whatever currency you're played in, apply the same logic I'm about to run through and that should give you a fairly good barometer as to how much you can borrow. So just for the sake of round maths, let's say you earn £100,000 in dollars. Um, that would be converted back into sterling, which is roughly about 1.4 at the minute. Um, so that would be roughly about £71,000 in sterling. Um, banks then apply that haircut, which is the one that catches people out. So let's knock off another 15%. That takes you down to £60,000 in sterling. And then multiply that up by four and a half times, which I believe is about £270,000 as a loan. So that gives you an idea then if you've got £100,000 in dollars, that might translate into roughly a mortgage about 270000 in that sort of area. So make sure you work through those steps and that'll get you broadly where you want to be. So if you feel you fall into this category and that's sort of going to get you roughly into where you want to be, please do pick up with one of the team. Very, very happy to help you out with this. It is a complex area, but we do deal with it quite regularly. We know the people to talk to, and ultimately we want to make sure that this is a stress-free experience for you, which we'll do our very best to help that be.